Well, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. It is Thursday, December 2nd. Thank you so much for joining us today for our Winning Side broadcast. Hope you're having a good day. And I still cannot believe we are in December, but uh, what a wonderful day. What a beautiful day uh, we were just talking about last week, you know, Thanksgiving week. It was a little chilly, but this week, what a, a pretty week God's given us. And uh, I hope you're enjoying it. Hope you're doing well. I hope you've had a good morning so far, whether it's at work or home or school or wherever you've been. And I hope you have a great afternoon. I want to welcome those listening on the radio, 95.9 FM. Thank you for tuning in. I don't know if you have a routine every day. Maybe you're in the car and you just turn on the radio while you're driving to lunch or whatever. But we appreciate all those listening on the radio, some at home, some in the car, some at work. Uh, those that are watching on Facebook, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you're driving down the road, I hope you're not watching on Facebook. I hope you're just listening. Uh, but then YouTube, we got folks on YouTube and then on our uh, radio app and also on our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Happy birthday today to Jason Shotwell. And happy anniversary today to Jason and Odell Holiday. Hope you folks have a great day. And I'm thankful for Brother Jason and Miss Odell. Miss Odell uh, was our church secretary for many, many years. And then uh, we just got her back in the office here within the last, uh, I guess it was November 1st, so about a month now. And uh, she has been a blessing, and we're thankful for them. Happy anniversary. Uh, great service last night at church. I thank the Lord for our church. Uh, pray for our school. Pray for our missionaries. Let's pray for our country. Uh, we got on... Uh, Tuesday night, we had a whole crew here at the church decorating. Boy, they got that auditorium looking just beautiful, and uh, we are, we're getting ready for Christmas. And so here's a song, not a traditional Christmas song, but it's a, a song that certainly is fitting for this season. It talks about the fact that Jesus came at the right time. You know, it's amazing to me that at the close of the Old Testament, the book of Malachi ends, and History records 400 silent years. There were 400 years. That doesn't mean nobody talked, but 400 years where there was no prophecy. There was no word from the Lord. But then we open up the New Testament in the Gospels with the birth of Jesus Christ. And Jesus came at the right time. The book of Galatians says that uh, in due time, uh, at the right time, and I'm so thankful Jesus came and he was born in a manger. He lived a sinless life. He died on a cross and paid the price for our sin, but he didn't stay dead. Up from the grave, he arose. I hope you enjoy this song, and after this song, we will be in our Bible study in Proverbs 25. At a time of God's own choosing, he came. When we the fight were losing, He came. 
Long before we knew Him When we were lost in sin At the right time At the best time He came When the night was cold and dreary He came To His children worn and weary He came To bring us out of darkness To make us His again At the right time At the best time he came to the great and to the lowly. He came to the wicked and to the holy. He came that we might know the Father. the best time he came. Proverbs 25, we have seen in this chapter, we saw verse number one, that these are also Proverbs of Solomon, which we know that the book of uh, Proverbs was written by Solomon, written to his son, Rehoboam. Um, and of course, uh, we know that Rehoboam did not really follow the good advice of his father. Um, he followed instead the advice of his peers. Uh, he rejected the counsel of his father. Uh, he rejected the counsel of uh, the older, wiser men, and he followed the advice of his buddies, and that was not a good thing to do. Uh, it's a good reminder for us to follow advice from people who are tried and people who are proven and follow the advice of the Word of God, not just the trends and the, the fads and the culture, but, but follow uh, the truth, the foundation of the Word of God. We see Solomon's example. These are the Proverbs of Solomon, which the men of Hezekiah, king of Judah, copied out. Then we see, verse 2, it is the glory of God to conceal a, a thing, but it is the honor of kings to search out a matter. We saw the example and the explanation. Then we saw the uh, the extras, we need to remove the dross, remove the extras, remove that which is not necessary so that you can have a vessel uh, that is pleasing to the master, pleasing to the refiner. Verse number uh, six, it says, put not forth thyself in the presence of the king. Uh, stand not in the place of great men because it's better for somebody to call you up and for you to be promoted than for you to be demoted and for somebody to send you down. And so we talked about uh, elevation. Let God exalt you. Let God lift you up. And uh, in due time, God will. You just stay humble. Uh, stay close to God. Realize that you are nothing. 
I am nothing without the Lord, and let God take care of that. But let's look today at the word encouragement. It says in verse number 11, I love this verse, a word fitly spoken, a word that is appropriately spoken, the right time. Uh, you say it in the right way at the right time. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pictures of silver. What a beautiful analogy that is. What a beautiful illustration when you say the right thing at the right time. Now, I have said the wrong thing at the right time before. I've said the wrong thing at the wrong time. Um, and I think sometimes I've said the right thing at the wrong time. But can I tell you, it's a wonderful thing when you can say the right thing at the right time, a word fitly spoken. You say, well, pastor, how do we say the right thing at the right time? Well, number one, you're going to have to think before you speak. Uh, you can't be reactionary. You can't just fly off the handle. Uh, maybe you are sarcastic. Uh, maybe your words can be cutting. Maybe you've got a temper. Uh, maybe you have some bitterness that you haven't dealt with, and, and that comes out. Can I tell you, you've got to think before you speak. But even beyond that, not only do you have to think before you speak, but you have to allow your words to go through the filter of the Holy Spirit. Uh, ask God to guide you in your words. Ask God to control your mind so that you don't even think. Some of you say, well, I didn't say anything to that person, but I sure wanted to. Well, can I tell you, eventually that's going to come out. And even if it doesn't come out, we still, we've got a, a heart problem. Maybe not a mouth problem, but we've got a heart problem. We must choose our words carefully. I like what David said. Of course, David was the father of Solomon. Solomon then wrote this to his son. But David said in Psalm 19, he said, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. It ought to be our desire that our words are pleasing to God. It ought to be desired that the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart, that those are acceptable to God. When you say something, you ought to ask this question before you say it. Will this help someone? Uh, will this encourage someone? Did you know that unsought advice is very seldom heeded and often resented? You say, well, I just thought they needed to know that. Well, maybe so. But if somebody is not asking you for your advice, if they're not asking you for counsel, you're probably best just keeping it to yourself. Um, I'll have people from time to time, they will ask me certain things. And I'll, I'll try to find out, do they really want to know the truth or do they just want to hear what they want to hear? And make sure that your words are encouraging. Make sure that your words are helpful. Now, I'm not trying to say that you don't tell the truth, and I'm not trying to say that we sugarcoat it. I'm not trying to say that. But I am saying we would do well to make sure that our words are helpful. A word fitly spoken. Um, verse 13, I like this. As the cold of snow in the time of harvest. Now, you don't, we don't get snow in the harvest time. But you get so hot in the harvest time. And boy, that sun is beating down. And boy, you'd love just to have a little bit of a, a cool breeze or a little bit of refreshing. Well, as the cold of snow in the time of harvest, so is a faithful messenger to them that sent him, for he refresheth the soul of his masters. You know, we ought to have that said about us, that we are refreshing. I love what Paul said about Onesiphorus. He said, you know, that guy, 
He oft refreshed me. He encouraged me. Uh, I hope you are an encourager. I hope at work, I hope you are the most encouraging person on that job. It doesn't mean you don't tell the truth. That doesn't mean you don't do your job. That doesn't mean you don't report things that need to be reported. But it means you look for opportunities to be kind. Hey, it's good to see you today. Hey, thanks for doing that. Hey, you did a great job on that. You know, our problem is that we want everybody to praise us. But friend, if you're looking for praise, you're going to be disappointed. But if you're looking for opportunities to praise others, you will have the joy and you'll have the the blessing of being an encouragement to somebody else. Be a refresher. Verse number 25, the Bible says, As cold waters to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. I hope we will be bearers of good news. I hope we'll look for opportunities to share good things with people uh, that we might be a help. You know, there's a lot of bad news in this world. Uh, There's a lot of negativity. Uh, Be positive. Uh, uh, Rejoice in the Lord. Uh, uh, Let your life be characterized by the good things and the blessings of God and, and focus on those things. Don't focus on all the problems. Just focus on the blessings. Uh, Count your blessings. Name them one by one. I see the word encouragement. And then I see next, I see the word emptiness. It's found in verse number 14, this idea. It says, whoso boasteth himself of a false gift is like clouds and wind without rain. Clouds and wind without rain. It looks promising. It looks like rain's coming, but it's empty. There's nothing there. There's no substance. Uh, the uh, it's been a, oh, it's been a month or more now. But my wife and I, we planted some bushes. I think I told you about that a while back. But we planted some bushes in the back, and um, it was pretty. We had a rain about that first week or so, but then it's been dry, and so we've had to try to keep those watered. Well, it's amazing to me how I'm checking the forecast saying, all right, when's it going to rain? Because when it rains, I don't have to water that day. And then there's some days where it'll say, it's going to rain. 70% chance of rain. Guess what? Not a drop. Uh, and then there's other times where it says 20% chance of rain and it pours. You know, you never know. But I don't want to be someone who promises something and then I don't deliver. Uh, I don't want to be the, the cloud and the wind with no rain. Can I tell you, we must have something to give and we must have something to share and something to minister to others with. We're living in a dry and a barren society. This world needs the rain of the gospel. This world needs the rain of of God's promises. This world needs the rain of the blessings of God. This world needs some showers of hope and some showers of help. Uh, We don't need any more clouds and wind without rain. We don't need any more people that will, will, will over-promise and under-deliver. We need some people that will have something from God that they can give to others. And you know, the only way you're going to get that is if you get some time with God. Uh, the only way you're going to have something to share to your Sunday school class or share in your family devotions or, or share to a coworker or share to a, a friend who is going through a hard time is that you yourself have gotten in the Word of God and you have filled up your soul So you have something that you can share with somebody else. I hope that will be true of us, that we will not be empty, but we will be full, full of the Word of God, full of grace, full of the Holy Spirit, so that we can minister and serve to those we come in contact with every day. I hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening today, and may God richly bless you today. We'll see you tomorrow. 
winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.